What's up guys, welcome to the Fit Town Show. This is Coach Andrew with Coach Tony, and today we're gonna to be talking about why your breath and how your breath is a superpower. And uh, Tony actually just sent out a recent email as part of our 40-day challenge talking about the power of the breath and why it's so essential. Uh, but in today's episode, we wanna talk about three main types of breathing exercises or patterns or tools that you can have one of them is gonna really help you guys with cravings and any type of short-term stress or anxiety things that you're dealing with, something you use really anywhere and everywhere. The other one's gonna be something that's gonna help you guys that wanna meditate or really experience the best possible meditation. I found this one to be extremely powerful. And then the third one is gonna help you get more out of your workouts and get better in the gym. So we're gonna talk about all three of those today and really dive into specifics so it'll be stuff that you can apply right away at home. Um, but first let's talk about why breathing is so essential and why it's so overlooked. Yeah, I, I mean, it's one of the like, main things we need to live, right? We need to breathe, drink water, eat food. I mean, there's obviously other, stu other stuff to have a fulfilling life, but like those are the basic things we need to live. And uh, it is the most overlooked. I believe it's like the thing that we can work on and use these tools and find like the biggest uh, bang for our buck, but uh, we don't do them at all. And the best part about them is that you don't need really anything. Like you could do these exercises in your office at work or in your car or driving to or from work. Like you can pull them out any time of the day that you need them, uh, especially the, the like reactive one and the shorter ones that we're talking about. Um, but you can always use them. You don't need any kind of special uh, props or anything. You don't need an oxygen bar or oxygen mask, even though those, those are getting pretty popular. Lately. Yeah, it's so interesting how a lot of us are quick to like look for supplements, look for detoxes, look for a cup of coffee, look for anything really outside ourselves to change our state or to increase our performance, increase our output. And you have this thing that is so readily accessible to you that it's it's actually crazy because like you can get faster impact from changing your breathing than you could get from most drugs. Like, mm -hmm. and you know, that's pretty crazy to me. And I think that's the cool part about it is we don't have to wait three months to feel the impact of breathing. We can actually feel it in a moment or within five or 10 minutes. And, and all the ones that we, we are going to show today have the power to have that immediate impact, which is really cool. Yeah. And I also did a post recently on like, electrolyte powders, like how you can drink more water. And it's like, really like electrolyte powder might help you a lot, but it also just might make you drink a full glass of water, mm -hmm. right? So sometimes it's just like, maybe just knowing that you can do some breathing exercises will get you to just take five minutes alone. Like, and maybe that's what you need. And yes, the oxygen and the science behind it and the, you know, phys physiological change is going to help as well. But, you know, just kind of thinking about these things and getting yourself to do some breathing exercises is just going to help that kind of that placebo effect of like, I need to focus on myself for five minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. So let's talk about the first one. The first one we're going to go through is what's called box breathing. And we feel like this one is the best uh, anywhere, everywhere type of tool that you can use. You don't need to set aside 10 minutes for box breathing. You don't need to have a quiet room. You really can do it pretty much anywhere and everywhere, and it's great for short-term cravings or stressful mom moments that you might encounter at work or at home. And all box breathing is, is it's just like our tempos in the gym, actually. Uh, we have our, our tempos, which is four digits, 
box breathing is, is the same thing, but all four digits are going to be the same amount of seconds. So you would have your, breathe, your breath in, you would have the hold at the top of that breath, you would have the breath out, and then you would have the hold at the bottom of that breath. And box, it's called box because all sides of that are equal. And in this case, you really could do whatever amount of seconds you want. I think most common would be four seconds in each of those parts or five seconds in each of those parts. Yeah, I think uh, four is the best place to start. As you, guys, as you get more comfortable with this, you could definitely up it five, six, seven, eight, all right, maybe even 10. But um, there's definitely, when you're doing like breathing exercises, a little bit of a um, kind of like um, nervous response, like especially holding your breath or holding, I should say, holding the exhale of your breath. Like you kind of get this like, oh, I got to breathe. I got to intake oxygen. So if you start at like a four, you can handle four. You can do four seconds of no oxygen and then be able to, and not put yourself in a, you know, a, a higher heart rate state, right? Yeah. You can stay calm, right? So that's really the key here too, is to pick a seconds that's very manageable to where you don't get that feeling of like, I got to breathe, right? That's, that's not the point of this. The point is to calm your uh, nervous system. Yeah, sometimes I'll start with like two or three rounds of three seconds each, mm -hmm. then two or three rounds of four seconds, and then try to build up and not, not trying to like push to the point that I'm uncomfortable, but just push it and see, oh, okay, I can get another second here. And, mm -hmm. and then just to clarify this, so if you're doing four seconds, it would be a four second inhale, four second hold on that inhale at the top of the inhale, four seconds to exhale, and then four seconds holding with that fully exhaled breath, all right? And you would just cycle through that and what's cool about that is, you know, you can do two to three cycles and it takes, you know, 60 seconds or so to be able to run through that. And if you do two or three cycles, you should feel some change in state. It may not be like, I completely feel like a new person, but if you are craving something, if you're a little stressed, some level of that edge should come off in a minute or two. Yeah. And this, speaking of stress, this was where I first heard it, I know it's kind of popular now, but I first heard it from Mark Devine, who's the founder of Seal Fit, and it was something that he would teach to Navy SEALs um, in their most stressful situations. So as they were approaching a stressful situation, they would do this box breathing uh, to help calm their nervous system down so that they could focus on the task at hand. Um, so, you know, sometimes we know those situations are coming at us. We know, um, you know, maybe we have to make some, make a uncomfortable call to someone and we're, we're nervous about it, all right? We're going to a really important meeting um, and we just want to do that box breathing prior. Um, it also helps you like kind of come down from a ner nervous situation. Maybe you walked into a situation, got a little anxiety, you felt that anxiety come on and then you can find a place for two minutes. It might be like in your car, just go do that box breathing and it helps you come down from that situation as well. So yeah. it's really, really good for, on both sides of kind of a nervous situation. Yeah, I really like to use it when I'm in bed. So at the end of the day, um, sometimes I have difficulty falling asleep. Sometimes I might wake up in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. And that gives me something to do in a sense that isn't like going to my phone, um, going to turn on the TV or something like that, where I'm introducing now light into the situation. It's something that can distract your mind. And now, you know, not being able to fall asleep isn't necessarily a bad thing because it's a chance for you to work on your breath and mm. do this, this breath work. So it can be kind of cool way for people that struggle falling asleep to change their framing, change their focus. So it's not just about, I can't fall asleep, I can't fall asleep, but mm. actually, no, me not falling asleep is more time for me to work on this breath work. 
and then that usually relaxes you so you can actually fall asleep. Oh, for sure. And then um, as we talk about these, I think it's really important to mention that we're always talking about um, nasal breathing primarily. So like whenever you're doing breathing exercises, always in through the nose, uh, in, out through the nose as much as you can. Um, and then also, um, what was I think, thinking of? Um, uh, your belly breathing, right? So also thinking about not just breathing through the, your chest, but breathing through your belly as well. So that's a big thing in any of these breathing exercises is nasal breathing and then diaphragm breathing, getting your belly involved and not just like shallow breaths through the chest. Yeah, and you can just put your hand on your stomach and your chest as feedback and you want to see both of those rise. Or if you actually really want to get in a relaxed state, you can just get your your stomach, your hand on your stomach to rise and just relax your chest mm -hmm. as well. So that's the box breathing. We'll get more into nasal breathing as it relates to performance and we'll, we'll talk about it in, in more of a separate approach. But we're gonna talk about Wim Hof breathing now. And this is by far my favorite tool for a number of things, but it is amazing for those of you that have either dabbled with meditation or want to do meditation in the future. I find this as by far the easiest and best way to go from like just a normal state where you're taking in a lot of stimulus to this like meditative state where you're able to kind of get out of your head a little bit, separate yourself from your thoughts, and you can do it so quickly. Mm -hmm. And I find that so much of the resistance to any type of meditation is because people feel like they're doing it wrong or they don't they don't ever get a taste of the real benefits of it. So they just kind of feel like they're sitting there and just like listening to themselves complain to themselves and they can't really create that separation. This is like, it's just like such a, it's like a cold shower or something. It's just so powerful that it has to change your state. Oh, for sure. And I think another hesitation with meditation for a lot of people is that they think it's going to make them tired. And you just brought it up. No, it's like a cold shower. You actually come out of it feeling like invigorated. Um, and that's really true about Wim Hof breathing. I mean, if you have like, just like kind of like inflammation and stress just kind of going around your body, you can feel it and you know you want to get rid of it. This breathing exercise, doing it daily or maybe twice a day can do wonders for that. And I think we should talk a little bit about who Wim Hof is because <laughs> I think this is important. Yeah. So if you guys haven't seen Wim Hof, he created this, this uh, breathing structure, and he is someone that's run ultra marathons barefoot. He has a ton of world records for both uh, really the combination of really cold situations with endurance feats, either like most amount of time in a cold bath or longest distance run barefoot in, in, in snow and boxers <laughs> or whatever it is. And he's really big on the power of cold therapy and, and the breath work, the Wim Hof breathing to oxygenate, oxygenate the body, uh, activate the immune system. And mm -hmm. he swears by it for not getting sick, preventing diseases, having high energy levels, having mental clarity. And, uh, he's a pretty crazy dude, but I mean, the proof is there. He, he's, he's able to, to turn it into some pretty crazy performance feats. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so kind of if people do feel like that they're going to get tired from it or something, it's like just set an alarm on your phone, right? Just set that 10-minute, 15-minute alarm on your phone just in case you do feel like you got tired. You won't. But just in case, I think that's a helpful tip to 
you know, make sure that like at least you have that peace of mind that even if I do get so meditative, I somehow drift off into sleep, I'm going to wake up by the alarm on my phone. Yeah. So let's talk about how we like to do it and what it, what it really is. So what you're going to do is you're going to, I like to do it lying down. You mm-hmm. could do it sitting up. I prefer to do it lying down and, and very relaxed. And it's 30 powerful inhales and exhales. I'll, I'll actually demo it for you guys so you can see it. <laughs> but after the 30th inhale and exhale, you're actually going to exhale pretty much fully and sit with no air in your body. And what I found is that you'll reach this moment about 10 to 15 seconds into the exhale where you feel like there's no way I can go any longer. And then if you can just relax into that, you'll hit a moment about 20 to 30 seconds in where you're like, oh, wow, this is actually kind of cool. I feel like I'm out of my head a little bit. I feel like I'm relaxed. And then somewhere between 45 seconds and two minutes in, depending on the person, they're going to want air again and they'll breathe Mm -hmm. back in. And at that point, you take a big breath in, you fill your lungs, you hold it for about 15 seconds, you do another exhale, and then you're back into another round. So that would be one round of it. And then typically it's recommended that you do three of those rounds, which takes about eight to 10 minutes to do that. And, And you could play around with the number of breaths. Sometimes I'll do... 20 power breaths instead of 30, and it just gets me there quicker, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't feel as tedious, so it's less of a yeah. buy-in. Uh, but what those power breaths should should kind of sound like is, so you're, bre- you're breathing in hard, I'm breathing in and out through my mouth as I do it, and I'm thinking about that breath going into the belly and then expanding up to the chest, and maybe even feeling like, that breath is, as I'm breathing in, it's coming up all the way to my head. So it's kind of coming from the lower part of my abs all the way up through my head in that quick burst of a second breath. And then it's going to come out. But as it's about to be exhaled fully, I'm already into the next breath. So you don't actually truly exhale fully. Right when you're about to feel like you've exhaled fully, you're right into the next breath. So you're, um, I'm trying to think about the word uh, that it's called. There's a category of breathing that I can't think of right now um, that it fits into, and Wim Hof just happens to be a version of this, but mm-hmm. I can't think of it right now. Um, but yeah, it's this type of breathing. Oh, holotropic breathing is what it's called. So holotropic breathing that allows you to create these like high oxygenated states that feel like um, they've compared them to like plant medicine states like ayahuasca or things like that, where you get into these states that feel... Uh, different, like your mm-hmm. a slight out of body experience. No, oh, I think it definitely feels like that. Like you feel like uh, everything through your whole body, through your toes, through your fingers. There's like a, just a different feeling that you get from doing it. I think. Um, so you mentioned kind of like the time where you can hold your breath in that last exhale, um, 45 seconds to like two minutes. When someone first does this, it's going to be closer to that 30, 45, right? Especially yeah. if they've never done breathing exercises before. And what's cool is that even over, if you do two to three sets of it, you'll see that go up over the sets and get longer. Um, But also, like, you want to kind of time it, but at the same time, not worry about the time, right? Because you don't want to make it competitive. You don't want to be, like, holding your breath so tightly. Once you have the, like, the true urge to breathe, like you said, they're going to have those fake urges to breathe. You want to bypass that. And once you have the true urge to breathe, let yourself take that big breath in and then take your big big recovery breath. Yeah, and one thing I'll point out, so I've been playing around with both, is that after you do the 30 breaths, 
We talk about doing, on the 30th breath, you do a big exhale and sit at the bottom. Wim Hof also suggests, instead of the exhale, you do an inhale and you sit at the top of a breath. And I found for me that I can actually hold longer and get to what I feel like is more of a meditative state quicker if I hold at the top of an inhale after my mm -hmm. 30 power breaths, as opposed to holding at the bottom of an exhale. So it's something that people can play around with and, and it may just kind of work differently for different yeah. people. Um, but I would say, you know, I go with kind of the, the lowest resistance thing, the thing that's going to get me to the quickest change of state. I don't necessarily try every once in a while I'll do the exhale, but I go with the one that fits for me because I want to feel excited to do Wim Hof versus feeling like, oh, I'm doing it to challenge myself or something like that. Yeah. I also do uh, in through the nose, out through the nose as much as I can when I do it. Mm -hmm. But you can still do a powerful breath um, through your nose. One thing that Wim Hof recommends while you're doing those breaths is not to make it feel um, like it cuts off. Like, so you want it, you want it to kind of feel like, uh, if you picture like waves in mm -hmm. like a box, right? So you like see the wave like hit the wall and then come right back, like almost like a figure eight, like it's smooth. Yeah. The inhale, the exhale is smooth, even though it's powerful. Yeah, no pauses. Um, and if you want to do guided, so I actually still use an app for it, his mm -hmm. app. Mm -hmm. um, I think I do the paid version of the app because you can, there's a timer on there where you can set the number of breaths per round. So I usually do it at 25 breaths per round of the power breaths. And then it, at the end of the 25th one, it dings and it goes right into your hold. Mm -hmm. And then you can double tap on the screen when you're done. So when you're, nice. when you hit your end and then when you double tap, it says, okay, breathe in fully. And then it takes you into the next round. So that's really cool because the only time you have to interact with the screen is that double tap to tell them when you're done with your hold. And that's easy to do from that relaxed state. You're not having to like sit up to do that. You can just have the phone next to you and there's some music, you have his voice. So when you're in your holds, he'll tell you to like, listen to your heartbeat. Um, mm -hmm. I forget what else, like scan your body, like feel, you know, feel your entire body. So I find it to be helpful, even as someone who's been doing this for several years now. So I would, I would highly suggest the app. I think it's, it's pretty good. That's good. There's a couple, uh, YouTube, uh, tutorials or walkthroughs on YouTube. The thing with those is you're not in control of it. So you almost have to wait and then you get that like nervousness of like, when is he going to say I can exhale? Yeah. So those are great. But at the same time, I like being in control of it. I like yeah. that, you know, you want to know that you can, you can breathe whenever you want to. That's a big part of these. <laughs> yeah. So just to kind of round out this idea, Wim Hof, again, I, for people that like, we have a lot of these people in our gym, we, we attract them, very hardworking people, type A people, people that might look at meditation as kind of woo woo or a waste of time. And I find that Wim Hof is meditation for people that don't want to meditate because it is, it is like a, a workout, a high intensity workout that we might do in the gym where you might come in stress, you might come in thinking about all these things in the day. And then by the end of that, you're, you get that nice, like, uh, release and you feel amazing after and Wim Hof has that same effect. So the final thing I'll share about what I do is that usually I'll do three rounds of Wim Hof and then I'll immediately put on like a YouTube meditation music and I'll spend like three to five minutes in that relaxed state, just in a traditional meditation where I'm just like sitting there, breathing in and out, you know, trying to kind of stay in my body and not mm -hmm. get in my head. So 
I like the combination of the two of Wim Hof being that like shot, take you out of your current state and then go right into three to five minutes of more just like relaxed meditation. Yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. All right, so let's go into our last breathing technique skill here, and that is nasal breathing. And we're specifically going to talk about it as it relates to working out and how it can improve your performance and give you um, a different stimulus in the workouts that you're doing. So what nasal breathing does in a workout is that it, it acts as like a governor on your workout, okay? So if you were doing an all-out sprint or you were doing a we do intervals in the gym. If you were doing an interval workout that was like three minutes on, 90 seconds off, nasal breathing is probably not going to be, it's definitely not going to be your, your best approach to get your best performance that day. It's not going to get you the most rounds and reps in those types of settings. But if you're doing a longer aerobic workout, if you're someone that goes out way too hard in workouts, or you're someone like me who's more powerful than you are enduring, that's your natural predisposition, you can benefit from using nasal breathing as this governor to get you to stay in more of an aerobic state, a more sustainable effort, and allow you to develop that aerobic system. So why do it, right? <laughs> I, think, I think the person that's, doing, that's hearing this is like, okay, well, how will it actually benefit me? Because I've tried it before and it's tough. Um, so what are the benefits of it? Um, one that sticks out to me that I've felt in my own workouts is... Um, oxygen to your muscles. You feel that muscle fatigue kind of... Um, delayed, right? Delayed. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit delayed. You get a little bit more um, work there, you know, as you're getting more oxygen to your muscles as you breathe through your nose. Yeah. So from what I, my understanding of this, and I haven't studied it in enough detail, but through nasal breathing, your body is able to sort of buffer the CO2 buildup a little bit longer um, than it would be if you were breathing through your mouth. So that relates to that muscular endurance feeling that you're feeling. It can also relate to your lungs being able to operate at a consistent effort for longer. So what I would encourage people to do that are, that are trying this for the first time is don't necessarily commit to it for an entire workout, but commit to it for as long as you can at the start of a workout. And this is going to work best in longer AMRAPs or longer um, sustainable efforts that don't have built-in rest to them and where you want to maintain a pretty consistent pace for a really long time. So let's say you have a 25-minute AMRAP. You should try to maybe aim for the first 5 or 10 minutes of exclusive nasal breathing. And that will prevent you from coming out too hot. That will allow you to hit a pace that's likely going to be able to actually be sustained for 25 minutes, which should be your objective in a 25-minute workout. And then over time, maybe that will extend to becoming half of the workout. And then maybe, you know, it's a Thursday or a Friday and you've had a really tough week and you're saying, you know what, I don't want to go that hard today. I don't want, like, I already feel pretty sore. I already feel beat up. My nervous system feels pretty fried. Like, I don't want to overtrain today. Nasal breathing can be a great go-to tool that you don't need a heart rate monitor for. You don't need some kind of outside restriction. As long as you're nasal breathing, you are almost by def definition staying in more of a, like, let's call it aerobic or active recovery type of state. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think people can also experiment with this in the beginning of a longer workout to where, hey, I'm just going to go with it as long as I can. Um, maybe when I feel like I kind of have to breathe a little, a little harder, I'm going to switch to in through the nose, out through the mouth. 
And then as I really have to like go into just straight uh, mouth breathing, then I'll do it. But I think people will notice, um, you touched on it, and that's that nervous system response that they'll, they'll stay calmer for longer in the start of a longer workout. So in like a 28 minute MRAP like we had today, like when you get on that rower to start the workout and you do nasal breathing for that first two minutes, you're gonna notice you get to the next movement a lot calmer with a lot more uh, in the tank ready to push some weights versus had you just come out the gate, gone a little faster and just straight mouth breathe uh, the whole time. Yeah, and I think certain movements lend themselves well to nasal breathing. I think. Probably the bike is the number one. If you're gonna start anywhere, I like the bike because even though it's a cardio movement, it's probably the lowest average heart rate cardio movement of any of them out there. Running, from what I've heard, tends to be tougher for people to apply, especially people that would uh, label themselves as like not a good runner yet, because <laughs> um, we're not, it's not gonna be a permanent <laughs> label. Um, but I would say bike, row, and ski are probably your best bets with the bike being the best one to apply it. I'd agree with that. And I think, I think it has to do also with like kind of uh, how much you're using your core, right? So if you're using your core, which you are in, in a run, um, also in a row, um, you kind of tense, you tend to tense up and then just kind of breathe through your, breathe through your chest as your stomach's very tense. Whereas the, the bike can kind of let go a little bit. You can really let that diaphragm expand um, in that movement. Yeah. And then circling back to what I originally brought up is this idea of people that are maybe more strong or powerful and struggle to be more aerobic. Um, it's really important. The aerobic system, yes, it gets developed through high-intensity training, but it's not the primary thing that gets developed through high-intensity training. So you actually benefit from doing low and slow stuff. That's a, like anybody who's trained for a marathon or uh, a triathlon, or an ultra marathon, half marathon, and they've worked with someone who has experience in it, they, they talk about more speed days or more interval days, and then they talk about this idea of just accumulation and low and slow. And what that low and slow is doing is it's developing the aerobic system, and there's different adaptations that happen in your body's ability to use oxygen, your body's ability to use fat versus carbohydrates as fuel, how your blood vessels uh, send energy through your body. And if, if you're always making every workout anaerobic, if you're always coming out too hot, you will have a very underdeveloped aerobic system and that will hurt you in all types of workouts, not just longer aerobic ones. So it's important to have days where you actually really try to gear your effort toward more of this sustainable pace, mm -hmm. repeatable pace. That, that's a definition, like one of the attributes of an aerobic system or aerobic workout. And that will benefit you even if your goal is to be more strong and powerful. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I hope this is helpful for you guys. Um, love to hear your feedback on this episode. And if there's any other types of breath work or meditation stuff that you guys have played around with that you want us to try out. Um, so if you guys have any questions or insights, examples to share, send it over to us, Andrew at fittown.com or Tony at fittown.com. Thank you guys for listening.